the Lord when we pre preach. You know, last night I was sitting in my recliner, and I have a picture of me and Janice standing when we got married. And we kind of got on out of our wedding outfit, and we standing up by a little Vega. Remember what a Vega looks like? <laughs> That's about the most luminous car they ever made. <laughs> but anyway, and I looked at that picture, and, I, and some, some, the Lord spoke to me. I don't identify with that person anymore because I was lost. I can't see me anymore in that person. And I thought about that over and over again. How in the world? This is me. This is not me. Because in my life, when I came and gave my life to Jesus, exactly where Yvette is sitting at, right there, my whole life changed. Something died, right? I couldn't see myself in that picture, Sister Kathy, no more. Because that person wasn't there. He was dead. How many of those, some things, the dead just best leave dead? Right? I'm trying to say. <laughs> dead is dead. Lenny, whoever that thing was, died. <laughs> Janice died. As much as our wedding day was special, those two people are not alive anymore. Come on, Holy Ghost. Ooh, I feel the Spirit of God, bro. He ain't standing up there doing the same thing anymore. That man died. He was buried. And no longer is he the same. And it shocked me. I said, you know, right? I said, that ain't me. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, when I was lost, yeah, but that ain't me. I have no part with that person anymore. Well, if he'd ever get a hold of this. Listen, you don't have to keep going living in the sins of the past. He died. You died. You're not the same person anymore if you're born again. Amen. The old man died. The old man is gone. No longer have to, you have to answer to him anymore or the devil that he was part of. First Corinthians, or oh, second Corinthians, I'm sorry, chapter 5. And I'm not asking for your hands, in your heart. How many of you were born again? How many know that when you got born again, old things died? <laughs> you know, many Christians are so stuck in the past. They can't get victory over their sin because they're, they're bogged down in, in the failures of the past. Well, I can't just, I was, I used to be like, do you hate you? You're dead. I'm not guilty for what a dead man has done. <laughs> He's dead. Somebody get this this morning. Look at your old pictures when you were, before you were saved. And ask yourself, is that me? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> is it me? Do you identify with that person anymore? Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> My God, I've been separated from the God, God of this world. My life has been changed. I am not the same old man. The old man died. Something happened inside. I can't identify with somebody that's dead. That's just a madness. I can't put my place with somebody that's dead. I'm not guilty for somebody that died. But we, should, we carry that guilt in our, our hearts. I've done it many times. You know what? I stopped doing it. Because you can't carry something that is, that's dead. Your old man is dead. Come on, Holy Ghost. I said your old man, your old woman is dead. Come on. You're not, you're not responsible for the old man because he died. Or the old woman. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> We're dead. We don't have any life or connection to the sins of the past. You're a new creature in Christ. My God. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I'm a brand new light. Hallelujah. I'm a brand new child in Christ. I'm dead. Oh, I might follow you. Woo! Hold my mule. 
<laughs> Verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man... Chapter uh, 5, verse 17 of 2 Corinthians. Let me let you turn there, praise God. I might preach a little bit more. <laughs> 17, chapter, 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17. The old man is dead. There's no life in him anymore. Let me share something with you. I felt so separated from the old man yesterday that I've never felt in my life. It's like, that picture brought something to my spirit. And it was, it was something that I was wanting. God, when I'm going to minister, what you want? And the Lord, and I had a few things ready, and, and that picture kept coming back to my face. It's not that, listen, I like that picture. It's not when me and Jennifer started off, but, but that person isn't alive anymore. I, I can't identify with him anymore. Now, I identify with this person. My God, this person that gave his life to Jesus Christ, this person that surrendered his, his life to Christ, changed my life. Hallelujah. Listen, I didn't join religion, praise God. They got a lot of religious people going to hell. Oh, come on, brother. Yeah. They go to church, they sing the songs, but they don't know God. Amen. You'd be surprised how many people claim to be saved that don't have, ever, never read the Bible. Don't understand the victories they have in Christ. Don't understand who their enemy is. Don't experience the joy and the power of the Spirit of God in their life. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ Jesus, he's a what? <laughs> all things, all things, I'm going to say it again. I sound like a broken record. All things, thank God all things have passed away. Hallelujah. Thank God that old evil lie, that old evil person, that old sinful, ungodly, perverted, wicked thing died. <laughs> He's dead. I don't have to answer to that no good two-faced liar. <laughs> oh, but you, you, you're giving yourself a hard ride. It's true. That's what it was. When, I, when, I, when that person was alive, I was destroying my wife, destroying my family, destroying any hope that I had. Just because I had to have the flesh, the desire, the path. I got to be like everybody else. No, I don't have to be like everybody else. Everybody else might be going to hell. Hallelujah. Why would I follow anybody else? I'm a new creature. I'm born again. I, my life has changed. When I said a little simple prayer, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Save me. I put my faith in what you did. I got born again. I got born again. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're feeling that. I got born again. My life changed. All things are passed away. What is behold all things? Look, something changed at that moment, right? The old died, and now there was a new. Right? Listen, right there, that was, that was the decision, the decision in your life where you said, I don't want sin anymore. I don't want the devil anymore. I don't want to live like hell anymore. I'm going to serve Jesus. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Behold, all things, old things, and for me, it's getting old. <laughs> Listen, I got born again almost 38 years ago. I went to church and I played games with God as a young boy, but I wasn't saved because I was thinking about doing evil things. My heart wasn't right. But when I made a decision to come to church, me and my wife, and said yes to Jesus, changed my whole life. The things I remember more about God is in this very place. It's because God taught me something here. That you can become a new creature in Christ. So you can become a new person in Christ. That old person on that wall, Blackie, is dead. My Lord, hallelujah. Man, I feel, this, I feel the freedom. Hallelujah. I feel the freedom. Don't let the devil lie to you and say, oh, you remember what you used to do? No. Oh, the, old, the, the dead man that died, yeah, he did it, but I, I don't do it. You want to find him? Go, go find him. But he's dead. 
<laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> he died. <laughs> He's no longer alive. Amen. He's gone. <laughs> He's passed away. <laughs> He's the old. <laughs> now I'm in the new. Okay. Somebody say, Berlin. That sounds like it's good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me uh, do this. In, uh, right there in chapter 6. Verses, uh, I want to see verses uh, 15. No, I'm sorry. Verses uh, 14. Now you're born again. Oh, that was all there was to it. It was not. Now he commands us to be separate. See, that's the problem with the church. They want to be born again with the same old songs. They want to be born again with the same old music. They want to be born again with the same old clothes. They want to be born again doing the same old things. If you haven't changed, you're not safe. Oh, <laughs> I better preach something. If you're still doing what you did when you were lost, you need to get born again. There's no salvation in you if you haven't changed. If there's no change in your life, there's no God. But I, I, it scares me to even think that I wouldn't have him in my life. It scares me to think that I, I'm going to hell. It burns my heart when I see my, some of my grandchildren living like the devil. And some of my, listen, I pray every day God save them. If you really love those children, those grandchildren, pray, man. Pray with a fervent heart. Pray with a constant heart. Say, God, I want them saved. I want them born again. I'm going to keep praying till I see it. Hell is real. And there are people that go to church that's going to end up there. Oh. Listen, this church can't save you. It can't. I can't save you. But Jesus can save you. You're here to hear a message. Not to hear me. You're here to hear what God has to say about your life. My life, my old man died. My old man is crucified with Christ. My old man is buried and dead. You need to accept that in your life and stop letting the devil defeat you. Amen. Because if you gave your life to Jesus, listen, we go through a slippery fence sometimes. I've been through these valleys. Listen, where I felt God was a million miles off. It doesn't mean he's far off. He's, listen, I've built, I've built my faith through one thing. And Jesus Christ, and when he did the cross, amen, the blood of Jesus, even when I didn't feel him, hallelujah, he was there. Even when I didn't feel he was doing anything like that song said, he was doing it, hallelujah. And even when I didn't feel that inspiration and that spirit moving on me, he was still moving. Because his word never fails. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, Holy Ghost. I said, God said he'll be with you for eternity, praise God. That's what, let me say, I got born again at 12 years old, 9 years old. Let me tell you something. Born again ain't changed your life. If you claim to be a Christian and you're still living like hell, you're not saved. Now, a lot of people can hear this on the internet and they might get mad at me. But it's the truth. If the old man is still there, you're lost. If the old man still manifests and wants to do things and control your life, you need to get saved. The old man is gone. But then you got that all from a picture on your wall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I said, that boy ain't there anymore. <laughs> I just kept saying, I have no association with him at all. I'll preach. I have no association with that old man. I don't live with him. I don't have nothing to do with him. He died. He's out of my life. Praise God. My association with Jesus. A new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Why Paul wrote that? To let you know there's victory in Jesus. Listen, you want to stay stuck in the mud in the past? That's your business, praise God. But I ain't going to do it. I don't have time for the devil to Listen, I saw something this morning, uh, and, and, and it just stuck with me. Fear is a liar. See, Satan wants to keep you in fear. Oh, you don't, you ain't going to heaven. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You, you've done too many bad things in your life, blah, blah. Tell him to get off. He wants to place fear and doubt and unbelief 
He wants to make you think you've, you're, not the, you're the same person you've always been. Tell him, listen, I got tempted a lot of times. I felt that sometimes. But I have to stand up and say, I ain't going to believe the lies of the devil. He's a liar and the father of all lies. Hallelujah. He don't care about me. He hates the ground I walk on. He wants me in hell with him. Come on, Jesus. God put me on this planet for a reason, okay? That I can glorify him in my life. That I can serve him with my life. I'm a new creature. I am a new creature. <laughs> Verse 14 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. Now, we use that and when you want to preach against somebody getting married. You should never marry a, a, a non-Christian. And he's right. But it, it's also in other things. Getting in business. You should never be in business with an unbeliever. Because you know why? He's dead. <laughs> He doesn't have the same principles and view of God that you have, okay? I want my children to have Christian husbands and wives. I don't want them to marry unbelievers. I don't want to do business with unbelievers. You know what I'm saying? Get, get in business with them. Because when I want to do something for God, they're going to want to do something different, right? That doesn't glorify God. He says, don't be yoked together with an unbeliever. For what? Fellowship had light with darkness. Now, what does that mean? That means you can't be saved and lost at the same time. And, uh, and I'm trying to bring it into perspective. I'm talking, listen, you can't, you can't claim to be a Christian and live in sin. Right? Amen. You can't eat at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time. God has pulled you out from that. He separated. You're a Christian. Like I said, when I looked at that picture, I can't identify with that person anymore. I felt so far from my past like I've never felt in my life because today God showed me. He said, son, that ain't you. Oh, it looks like. No, it ain't me. That ain't who I am. That person has no idea or who he was of what I feel today. As a believer, right? Amen. So when, when I look at my past, I look at a picture from the past, I got to say to myself, that ain't me. Well, it looks like you. Well, yeah, it might, it might have been me then, but it ain't me now. I don't have no communion with that old man. You should have no communion with that old man. You can't fellowship and keep your same ideas and claim to be a believer. It's impossible. Oh, boy. What fellowship had light with darkness? What communion had Christ with Balor or the devil? I was a devil. <laughs> Don't look at me so holy. <laughs> All y'all were too. <laughs> we were devils. We didn't care about God. We didn't want God in our lives. We wanted to live loose and free. We wanted to live our lustful desires. We wanted to do the passions of the flesh. Everything that was ungodly, we did it. Short of murdering somebody, I never murdered anybody. <laughs> but we did everything we wanted. You know? We, we walked in the flesh. You know why? Because we were lost. But now, when I think about sin and I, I think about being tempted, I ask myself, what would Jesus do? How does Jesus see this? How do I identify with this, does this please God or not? How many of you were lost and worried about pleasing God? <laughs> not one. We did what we wanted because we were of our father, the devil. But now, we're new creatures. Come on, somebody. You're going to leave with something this morning. Amen. What accord with Christ with Belor or, or the, the word is, is another word for the devil, Right? What part had a believer with an infidel or an unbeliever? What agreement had the temple of God with idols? Or you are the temple of the living God. Listen, I think about the story of, of the temple in the Old Testament. I, lo I love Isaiah 6.6. 6. If you ever go read it, when, 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 uh, when uh, Isaiah got a picture of the temple in heaven. And look, he said he, he saw the face of God. <laughs> And the glory filled that place. And the angels, and they sang, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. 
And I thought about that over and over. I said, man, he saw God, Blackie. <laughs> and the temple, the temple that Moses built was a shadow of what was in heaven. God told him what to build. And he built an example of what was in heaven. But now, he's got a new temple. And it's you. Me. We are the temple of the living God. I will dwell in you, the Bible says, and you dwell, and I'll be your, your, your father, and you'll be my children. The temple of God is holy. That's a word you don't hear no more. The temple of God is pure. The temple of God is prepared for the presence of God, right? You are the temple. You are the place where God dwells today. Not in a man-made building. You are the living and dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I want you to turn with me. Let me get my Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 1. I'm not going to keep you too long. I just want to make it clear that you are not the same person anymore. You are the temple of the living God. One day, old Samson was fighting a thousand Philistines with a jawbone. Well, I don't want to see what he <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> the Spirit of God moved on that jawbone, but it didn't stay there. <laughs> right? David went after Goliath with a, a sling. And smote him right in the head. The Spirit of God was on that stone. But it didn't stay there. <laughs> Moses got a staff from the Lord. Moses struck the red. See, we know the story. All that Moses did with that staff. But that's, the Lord was on that staff. But it, he didn't stay there. <laughs> My Lord, I don't know if you go. <laughs> Come on now. Daniel in the lion's den. <laughs> Daniel was thrown to the lions for praying against the law. <laughs> Might be you. <laughs> you watch. Then Daniel used the lion for a pillow. The lion, the, the spirit of God was with Daniel in the lion's den, but he didn't stay there. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Paul and Silas thrown in prison for casting a demon out of a witch. Remember that? Paul is sitting in there, my Lord Jesus. This is not a holiday inn. <laughs> this is a prison. Dark, cold. They use the bathroom in the same spot. They lay down in every, the slop of the rats and everything. Miserable. But in the middle of the night, midnight, they were worshiping God. <laughs> they were singing. Oh, what a friend we had. <laughs> Jesus. And they were worshiping God and they were praising God. And this prison started shaking. <laughs> All the doors opened up. And the Spirit of God freed Paul and Silas. What happened? See, God left all those other things and he landed in, in the jailhouse and filled these men with the Holy Ghost. And them prisoners in there, I'm pretty sure, what are they singing about? They're going to die tomorrow. They're living in a hell hole. They're sleeping in everything, ways they can sleep in. But yet, God filled them with the Holy Ghost. The temple of God, which you are, was filled. And they sang songs, and they praised God, and they worshiped God. And man, them, them, listen, the whole prison was free. Not just them. The doors, the chains fell off. Because God was now dwelling where he was supposed to be. In the heart of man. Hallelujah. Come on somebody. Listen. Let me read this to you. And I, go, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercy of God. Verse 1. That ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice. As the word again. Holy. Holy. Acceptable. To God. What are you presenting yourself as? A living sacrifice. That means you have, to, you have to commit this body to the holiness of God. 
It's got to be presentable, Blackie. It's got to be acceptable to the Lord. Listen, if you've got junk in your trunk, you better start cleaning it out today. Hallelujah. If you're claiming to be a believer and you're carrying all kind of junk in your trunk. (laughs) If you're carrying loads of garbage that you just don't want to let go, God will never move in your life. Come on. I use this illustration like, suppose a house took on fire. It didn't burn or nothing, but the walls were full of sit and sut. What do you do before you have to move in? You got to clean the sut of the walls. You got to clean the smut and the, and the burning smell. You got to get it out of there before you can move in. That's what a lot of Christians are like. They're full of smut. <laughs> I don't even know that's a word even. It's kind of like usses. I don't know if that's even a word. Usses is the problem. <laughs> Don't look it up in the dictionary. It's not going to be there. That's the Cajun interpretation. Us is the problem. Us don't want to straighten out. Us don't want to clean the house. Okay. Present your body as a living. What does that mean? That means commit yourself to the, to the throne of God. And say, God, I am your servant. I am your child. I'm going to do what you do. I sacrifice my life at your altar. Right? When I got saved, that old man in that picture died. He's dead, Blackie. I became a living sacrifice. I never said I was perfect. But I, I, I went from faith to faith. Faith to faith. You know what, how I done that? I prayed. I came to church. I read my Bible. I listened to the man of God. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everything I heard made me happy because my flesh didn't want to believe some of the stuff I heard. But it was true. If I'm not going to live a sacrificed life, I'm not going to serve God. If I'm not going to surrender to the Lord, I'm not going to serve him. Jane, I still can't keep my hands in my pocket. <laughs> I'm losing my pencil, everything. Ali. <laughs> No, seriously. This is part of the Bible we don't want to talk about. Tell us how God is all love. I was telling Blackie that the other day, and I told you all the other day. I had a revelation on John 3, 16 that most people won't even talk about. God so loved the world that he gave. Why? Because of sin. Because he hated iniquity. Because he hated what men was doing. But he made a way through his love and mercy that men didn't have to die. Listen, that, that whole passage of scripture always says God loves us. But we don't see why God sent Jesus. Because God hated sin. Listen, people say, well, I don't see that. Well, that's your problem. I'm telling you why, he's, why, why did Jesus die for? Why did he give his only begotten son for? For our sins. If he didn't hate it, why, you think I'd give boogie for somebody? Sin? Or one of my children for somebody's sin? I wouldn't do it. Much as I love you, I, I wouldn't sacrifice my kids for you, but he did. The father did. And his passion for mankind, his love for mankind cost him his only son. Of course, the Lord went with him in glory, sat on his right hand. But he had to watch him. I was telling Black a while ago, he had to watch his son suffer. He had to watch him carrying that old Log, a tree, whatever it was, scrapping, scrapping his back open, rubbing on that, 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 the open wounds and flesh of, of his body. He had to watch his son nailed to a cross. He had to watch his son suffer. And Jesus could have called angels out of heaven and delivered. Thank God he didn't, huh, Blackie? Thank God the pain that he suffered and he endured, he did it for us. But you know, if I get saved, I might have to stop smoking. <laughs> I, might, I, I might have to stop lying. I might have to go to church. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if that's your mentality, don't waste your time. Because if you're not willing to be a sacrifice, then everything else doesn't matter. Unless you're willing to submit your life and commit it to Christ. It's just as much as I believe in the sinner's prayer, it's, it's more than that. It's a give. It's a, a sacrificed life, a committed life, right? I'm almost finished. Uh, 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. No, I'm sorry. Let me go. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. I got it. I try to write my little verses on the page. I'm just on so I can know where to go. <laughs> God is good. Yeah, all the time. Is he good when he, when he corrects you? <laughs> is he good when he tells you? <laughs> you better not. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Let me ask you a simple question just before I close this morning. Has your life changed? Yes. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> Are you listening to Amazing Grace or are you still listening to Cheating Heart? You know, I think about the debt that those songs represented. The, 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 listen, people sat down and drank themselves to death, a lot of them, listened to those miserable things. Oh, but that's how we liked it. Well, it's different today. If Amazing Grace is not the song you prefer, and you prefer my cheating heart, then you got a problem. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. You got a problem. For you that don't know what it, my cheating, that's Hank Williams singing that song. Sing that song. Poor Hank, I think I think he might have died and went to hell. When he wants, he's the one that wrote. He's the one that wrote. Praise the Lord! I, I saw the light. But yet he went and sing. You can't eat at the Lord's table in the devil's. I don't care how good the song was. You can't go sing, uh, uh, I saw the light and turn around and, and, and sing your cheating heart or, you know, who's sleeping with who and who. You know what I'm saying. Those kind of miserable things you used to listen to. Our song has to change, right? Our voice has to change. Our heart has to change. We can't speak what we used to speak. We can't sing what we used to sing. Therefore, also, see, we so, we so surround our camps about with such a great, verse 1, chapter Hebrews. Cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and every what? Sin, which so easily besets us or ensnares us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before. Listen, he tells us to do something. We have to lay aside sin, right? And I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, and I, and I don't want to pick on people. When I hear preachers say uh, they, don't have, they don't even mention sin in their church, they ain't, they, these people are not preachers. They'll start saying things like, we don't want to make people feel sin conscious. So we're not going to talk about sin. Well, they're not reading the same Bible out from Genesis to Revelation. That's all God deals with. The sin of man. It even said in the Genesis, it regretted, or, or God was sorry that it even made man on the earth. That man had gotten so corrupt. You know, when I think about this abortion issue right now. No, I'm sorry, murder issue. I told Brother Black, I said, here these people are crying for more blood. 50 years of murdering babies is not enough for them? Slaughtering little babies, pulling their arms and legs apart, laying it like, like it's, it's trash? And I told Black, in China, they take unborn... Uh, uh, Unborn babies and you eat them as a, as, a, as, a, as a delicacy. How cold and dark can a heart get? Don't you dare. You're going to spend days in jail or maybe a year. How dark has this society come? Babies, Sister Madeline, a baby. Can't, before he can even breathe, his first. They're pulling it apart. And Brother Anderson, I can see them liberals and them dim, whatever, even sitting there, and, we want Romans right to choose. You don't have to choose to murder another person. And that ain't your body. That's somebody else. There's a heartbeat in there. That's somebody else's body. Amen. It's not like your kidney or your lung or your, or, 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 or it's, just, it's just a baby, man. It's a life. We have come so desensitized toward what God calls pure. Look where we are today. Got homosexual marriage. We got uh, the transgender people. 
Because sin abounds, the love of many is going to wax. The church is waxing cold. The body of Christ doesn't fear. Listen, it bothers me. It gets me upset when I think about it, and I just think how much it gets God upset. I got mad yesterday. I said, I can't believe these people are that thirsty for blood. Kill, kill, kill. Take the life. Destroy. How many babies were aborted because of uh, uh, adultery? How many babies were aborted because it, it cramped their style, it messed their life up, it messed their career? Listen, you got enough, you got enough girls to get pregnant, you better take care of that baby. Well, do, do something better anyway that. But that's where we're at. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to set aside sin no more. We don't want to talk about sin. Heck, we don't even want to mention the Holy Ghost in the church no more. We, we got psychologists calling themselves preachers. They ain't, ain't even born again. Oh, Lord, I better get on some. <laughs> oh, we, listen. Now, let me go off. Janice said, Lanny, go ahead. <laughs> okay, one more verse. Chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15. And we're going to close. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, next week, I might talk about how you can have a good life. Every day's a Friday. <laughs> I, don't, I, might, I ain't going to come. <laughs> I ain't going to come. You'll be sitting by yourself. <laughs> First Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 15. God is a good God, amen? As a believer, you become a new creature. Amen. Now, the temple of God, which we just read a while ago, you are, okay? Uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of history stuff. And man, you watch them big old, uh, especially in overseas in Europe, those big cathedrals. You ever saw those things? I mean, some of the most glamorous Took some time, over a hundred, two, three, four hundred years to, to finish. Yeah. And some of the most beautiful architecture, whatever you call it, uh, the, the, the windows, the, the fashion. I mean, you think you're walking into heaven itself. That's how much dead. Life, no life of God in it. Yeah. Oh, but we don't need the Holy Spirit. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna adopt our own. Jesus said, you denied the commandment of God, told the Pharisees, to keep your own tradition. And that's what's happening. It's all glamour. It's all show. You know, people today building these big mega churches. And if it's needed, fine. If the preacher's preaching right, good. Let the souls be saved. But when it comes down to just glamorizing a building or glamorizing a religion, the Holy Ghost is not in that. It says here, out of all of those, <laughs> out of all of those big old, and I, and I, I spent time and I look at it, I said, man, I want, I, amazement, how they, how they build that? How they didn't have no, no cranes, they didn't have no, no way to lift these thousands and tons of, I mean, seriously, I said, but if they can be that zealous to put a, Dead building up. Just think what would happen if they put Jesus in their lives. <laughs> huh? Lord, if they, if they put half an effort of what, walking for the Lord, man, look. You'd see. Do you know? Do you? <laughs> do you know that your bodies are the members of who? Christ. Do you know that you are a Christian? Do you know you can't allow things in your life that's unjust? My Lord, I'm going to get off and preach into something. <laughs> things in your life that's ungodly? You are Christ. You are Christ. You, Christ came to, you, you of Christ. You're not, you're not Christ, but you live, you're the body of Christ. You're part of the body. You are the place where he dwells. The spirit of Christ. Do you not know that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall then I take the member of Christ and make them the member of a harlot? 
or drunk or fornicator. And I could add all the rest of the sins in there. Anything that, def- that is offending God, anything that's anti-God, anything that's sin, you can put it in there. Amen. Huh? Yep. Jealousy, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness. Should I, you think, listen, I, thought, I preached that message a while back. You remember I mean, something over here? I talked about putting the old wine into a new bottle. Yeah. Trying to preserve the old inside of the new. What would happen? The bottle would burst. You got to put new wine into a new bottle. You got to take the new stuff, Christ, and put it into a new bottle. You can't take the old bottle that came from the Old Testament and try to shove Christ in it. It won't work. You are the members of Christ. Amen. You are the temple of God. How could the member of Christ be part of being a harlot? Or be part of anything else? It says, certainly not. Verse 16. Or do not you not know that he that is joined to a harlot is one body with her? One with a harlot? Two harlots dwelling together become one harlot. Right? He says, he says, shall you, verse, uh, I lost my spot. Verse 16 again. Do you not know that you that he's joined a harlot is, shall be uh, with her or become one flesh with the harlot? But he who is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit with him. What he's saying is that you can be joined to a harlotry or sin, or you can be joined to the Lord. Right? You can't be in the middle. Jesus said, if because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Listen, I'd much rather cold water than lukewarm lukewarm water. Because cold water is refreshing. You know? Lukewarm, you want to spit it out. It's better you be cold or hot because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Lukewarm is saying, well, I like Jesus, I like church, I like singing the song, but I think I'm going to keep my old life. You ain't born again. If that's your, that's your attitude, you don't know Christ. Because if you're not coming to this, this boat with us and willing to change your life, then you don't know God. Right? Amen. And listen, I don't want to make it sound like you're perfect. Now listen, I, I deal with that a lot. People say, well, you think you're perfect? No. But I have no desire to sin. When I sin, I feel it. Amen. If I sin, I'm, I ain't going to sleep. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the spirit of God. Live. So he, he puts it there so we can straighten that out. Verse 19. I lost my spot. <laughs> Verse 18. Flee sexual immortality or sin. For every sin that is a man does, he does outside the body. But he that commits his sexual mortality, lust, adultery, all this stuff he does inside. Amen. Covetousness, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness. That's all within side. See, you can cover that in church. A lot, a lot of people do it. But God demands us to get it right. God demands us to be freed from these things, right? Amen. Verse 19. Or do you know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? You ever stop to think about, wait a minute, I'm, 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 a, I'm a temple of God and I, and I want to I do these things? I want to sin? You know there's only one power over sin? And that's submission. And surrender. Because I can't stop sinning by myself. Okay? And what I mean by that, I can't just say, well, I'm going to stop doing it. Because there has to be something inside of me, y'all. Something inside of me that's giving me the power to not sin. The conviction not to sin. The fear of God not to sin. There has to be there. If it's not there, if you say, well, I'll live my life like I want... Uh, now, don't bother nobody. They don't bother me. And, oh, come on. Seriously? I can't live my life like I want. What's that sign I read at Walmart the other day? 
I, said, I looked at it. It sounds so pretty on the surface. Do what your hearts desire. I said, man, how deceptive. <laughs> what if my, wife, my heart desires to go run around on my wife or to murder somebody? Do what your heart desires? I said, man, that, 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 and they sell it in Walmart. But many Christians go pass by. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, 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 that sounds so cute. And they put in a little picture, a little, a little background, like, like it's, all, it's all nice and good. It's deceitful, man. What if my heart wants to rob a bank? What if my heart wants to murder somebody? I said to myself, how stupid. I don't want to do what my heart says. My heart, don't, listen, the flesh don't want to serve God, okay? The flesh, the world, and the devil, that's the unholy trinity. Those three things are the biggest enemies you got. And you know who, who, what's the most powerful one? The flesh. Satan just gives it to you. He says, he just puts, let, let you do what you want. Do what you feel. <laughs> Y'all, I'm almost finished here. <laughs> well, I just. <laughs> Verse 20. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, watch. For you were bought with, you're not your own. You don't own yourself, brother. You don't own yourself. Y'all. You were paid for. By what? The blood of Jesus. So I do my own thing. No, you don't do your own thing. You're either serving one God or the other. You're, you're, you're the master to the sinner of all sinners, Satan. Or you're the master, uh, the, the holy God that, we, that we're talking about. You can't serve both. The war with your flesh is going to be on you till Christ comes back. But don't think you can overcome your flesh by yourself. It's going to take the power of God. Huh? It's going to take the power of the Holy Ghost. It's going to take the blood of Jesus to wash away every sin. When I looked at myself in that picture, I said, I can't identify with that person no more. It's just a picture. But that ain't me. When you go home, just try it. Look at yourself when you were young. Look at yourself when you went with Christ. Find your picture and ask yourself, is that me? No. If you're born again, it's not you, right? It looks like me. I don't care how it looks. It still ain't you. You're dead. That, that person died. I'm fixing the clothes. We were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are what? Oh, I thought you were your, you, you were your own person. No, close your Bible. Believe me, I'm not asking for hands. I just want you to ask yourself one question. Am I God's? Is Jesus really controlling and leading my life? I'm going to shock you. I've been in this 30-some years, 40 years. There's some things I'm just seeing now I didn't see when I first started. Because there's a time in your life you're growing, you're learning. I'm, I'm learning. i got so much to learn. But I know one thing. I am not the devils. Ooh. <laughs> I don't belong to Satan. I was bought with a price. I'm God's property. See, when that picture came out, I was the devil's property. I belonged to Satan. Could have ruined my wife's life, ruined my whole future. If we hadn't come here and hear the gospel, she's going to tell you right now, if we wouldn't have come here in this church and hear the gospel, I wouldn't be here. There would be no hope. I think about that over and over. Thank God for the, the church. Thank God for the gospel. Thank God for the men and women of God that prayed for me. Thank God for the, listen, oh, I don't care about them people. They're all hypocrites. Well, let me tell you something. I love those hypocrites, and a lot of them did a lot of good for me. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. They prayed for me. Praise God. Don't tell me you ever was not a hypocrite. No, they were God people that loved the Lord. And I thank God every day. 
And the passion I have for this ministry and, it's, and, and the gospel I was preaching is, is growing stronger and stronger and stronger. Because I'm starting to realize how important, man, that did for my life. My wife wouldn't even be here. I'd, be, I'd probably be married six times if I wouldn't have done this, praise God, if I wouldn't have given my life to Jesus. Well, we don't. Brother Mike told me one time, Sister Kathy said, I was an alcoholic. I said, what? <laughs> it didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. You, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at, 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 at the man of God, and, and he's saying he once done, one time he was an alcoholic. I didn't, I couldn't, it didn't, it didn't register because I, I never saw that. Human. There you go. Because I, I never saw it. I could never picture him as an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, and the same thing, you know, with you. I mean, I can't picture Yvette there. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know. Just met a few years back and Yvette serving the Lord, but I can't picture her anywhere but where she's at. Right? If you tell me Yvette's a bank robber, I'll tell you a liar. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Oh. And that's what I'm saying. I just can't see it. Like I couldn't see me in that picture. And it was just an experience that God showed me and it opened the door for this message. And I hope it helps you, praise God. Really, I do. Praise God. I ain't perfect. But I sure ain't where I, I was. Hallelujah. I thank God for what I've learned. I think, listen, I'm starting to cherish more and more what I've learned, what I've heard, what I've applied in my life in the Lord. I wouldn't trade it for nothing right now, praise God. It just bothers me when I can see Christians just justify the flesh. Just say, oh, that's all right. We ain't going to talk about sin. We ain't going to talk about, listen, you, you, come on, you're dangerous. That's dangerous, man. Sin separates you from God. And I'm thinking about Adam and Eve. They had it all. One piece of fruit. It wasn't that the fruit was the problem. The devil made them believe they could be like God. That's, that's what attracted them. And the flesh kicked in, Blackie. Adam and Eve had a flesh. Even Christ. Thank God he didn't give in to the devil. But what do you think the devil was doing with him 40 days and 40? To get him to, 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 to disobey God. Try to get that flesh like he did with Adam. To give in. One piece of fruit. One command. That's all they had. Hallelujah. Let's stand up. Praise God if you can. We're going to pray. We need to know. I was talking to somebody yesterday. And, and it just. The Bible says my thoughts. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. I was wondering something about that. I said, what, what is God thinking about? How does God think? I, I don't understand everything. I don't understand what God's personality is about. I understand through the word, but there's a lot about God you don't know. And you possibly won't know until you get to heaven. Well, why did God create man if he knew he was going to fall? Right. I thought about that. I said, I know. I, that's all I could come up Because God desired fellowship. And God desired a, a union with his creation. And God would not make robots. He would not force man to. He, 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 had, he had a better fellowship with man if man was do it willingly. And submit to him. And that's the only questions I have. That I'm not going to get an answer till I get to heaven. Right? Because God's mind is not your mind. God's thoughts. When, when we talk about God's thoughts. Listen, like you were saying it a while ago about God's mass creation. It bothers me when I can know that everything you see and beyond, I mean, billions of light years into space was in the mind of God. <laughs> I thought about that over and said, man, that light moves at 186,000 miles per second. As quick as you snap your finger, light can go around the whole earth. The nearest star to us Light has to travel 186,000 miles per second for four years. <laughs> That's the nearest star to our solar system. <laughs> to cross the Milky Way where our solar system sits, light has to travel 186,000 miles per second for 100 million years. They can hold a penny up armland. You could cover about 1,500 galaxies under that penny, bigger than our own. 
and you're only starting. They came, the reason why they made the light years is because they couldn't number in miles or numbers how big the universe was. So they had to develop how fast the light travels at the speed of light for one year. <laughs> they could, didn't have a number big enough in miles, in size. Like we say, we're well, six by six or ten by They couldn't do that because there's, there's no number big enough. Amen. And I said to myself, what God's messing with me for? <laughs> Why in the world would he even stop and look at me? What are we that if he's mindful of us? This vast power, this vast God, this glorious being we call God. And we think we know him. (laughs) Thank God we're safe. Listen, I want to know him, but I don't know him. (laughs) I, 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 I don't know his glory. I don't know his power. I don't know it. I just, I can't in my mind fabricate how powerful this being is. And you said it. He died for this creation. He gave his life on an old cross. The creator of the universe. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. But yet, you want to talk about love? I can't, I can't explain that love. I don't have, there's no diff- dictionary that can explain to me how he would, why he would do it. But he saw you, Blackie, he saw you, Ray, he saw me, he saw family, he saw all of us. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> said, I loved you enough that I'd come and die for your sins. I just, how? I got a lot of questions to ask my Lord when I get up there. And probably ain't going to get them answered until I get up there. And it might take a few hundred million years to get it answered. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How big is this God? How big is he, Sister Madeline? How powerful is he? But yet he's, I could fellowship with him. Huh? Yep. I could, I, I could make requests to him. I could, man, I feel the presence of God. Y'all forgive me. I could worship him and sit there. And listen, nothing else matters, brother. <laughs> just, just sitting there. Just, <laughs> well, I got a life to live. Heck on your life. Worship him. You, you can deal with that later. <laughs> you can deal with it later. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your great price you paid at Calvary for our sins. We thank you that we're new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Father, right now, everybody in this building, bless them, God. Teach them. Hallelujah. Teach them to love you. Teach them how much you love them. Teach them the sacrifice you made for them. Father, teach them to draw close to you. Draw near to the Lord. He'll draw near to you, says the Lord. Come unto me, like I said, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Where you find rest? In Jesus. Amen. Well, if I can get a lot of money. No, that won't work because got, people got rich right now committing suicide. Amen. They got fame and fortune. Big Hollywood movie stars died hanging themselves and dying on drugs. They, they're trying to find money and fame, happiness and fame and, and fortune, and they're killing themselves. I study all that stuff. I say, well, if you got everything, why do you want to die? Because that is not what life's about. Exactly. The very thing they thought they needed was killing them and, dis- and destroying them. And it's still, still destroying them. I don't want that kind of life. I told you, if I had to come into a lot of money, if it would take my fate, keep it. Seriously, we're too close, Black. Ray, all of y'all, Blalin, all of y'all, men, women in this church, we're too close, man. Look who's going on. Do you really think these people in, 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 in society, government, even in religion, could solve your problem? They're all messed up. They don't know where to go. Everything they do is keeps falling at their feet. They have no answers, but they won't turn to Jesus. They won't turn to Jesus. Father, we just thank you as we end this service. Father, I just pray you'd bless your people. And Lord, those that are struggling with their faith, Father, you know who they are. Deal with them. Deal with me, Father. Let us, let us draw close to you. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.